This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Chris from New Jersey sent me a question. He wrote, can you provide simple guidelines I can share with my secretary for taking messages when I'm unavailable to speak on the phone? The message went on, many callers will not reveal to my secretary who they represent or what the purpose of their call is. I generally make it a policy not to return calls unless I have this information. My time's very limited and I like to spend it productively. However, I worry that I might be missing out on new opportunities or offending a past client. Chris, before I get to the answer, I need to thank our sponsor, NatureBox. NatureBox ships great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and start snacking smarter with healthy, delicious treats like dark cocoa almonds, or our family favorite is the citrus kick almonds. You can support this podcast by ordering a free NatureBox sampler box at naturebox.com slash QDT. That's right. Free NatureBox snacks are found at naturebox.com slash QDT. So I think Chris makes a great point. If your time is limited, who are you going to call back? Joe, who won't leave a message? Or Diane, who asks you to call back to tell her how many tickets you want for the fundraising event next week? So Chris, here are some tips that you can share with your secretary to help him or her take a good phone message. And the first tip to think about is making a great first impression. And I think that comes from strong customer service skills. Strong customer service skills are important for making that great first impression and for gaining the caller's trust. So the first step to that great first impression is to answer the phone within a few rings. And in fact, when the first ring happens, get in the habit of taking a deep diaphragmatic breath. And then that'll help your voice to be the best tonal quality that you can create. Then once you pick up, state the name of the company and then the name of the person you support. For example, Chris Matthews' office, this is Sam. How can I help you? You want to use a friendly tone, but also professional. Try to keep the small talk to a minimum. It's great to create a relationship, but it's important to also not waste someone's time. You could say something like, Chris is unavailable right now, but if you briefly tell me the purpose of the call, I can give him a message. Taking an accurate message is the second tip. You can start by asking for the person's name, their callback number, and the name of their business. Once you have that information, then you can ask for the specific message. And you can say something like, if you'd like Chris to call you back, you need to provide a brief message. Repeat all the information once you've got it, including that short message, back to the caller just to make sure it's correct. And you'll want to double check the spelling, particularly if it's a difficult name. So now we come to the crux of your question. What if the caller is unwilling to provide all of the requested information? So here are three common situations that happen. Some people might respond by saying, oh, he's already got my number. And in this case, I would respond by saying, well, I'd like to write it down for him because sometimes he doesn't have access to his contact information, and this makes it much more efficient for him. It turns out that when you make a request and you include the word because, you're much more likely to get compliance with that request. So that would be my first line of attack. The person might also say, well, he knows what this is all about. In that case, when the person responds to your request with that response, I might just ask one more time, and I'd phrase it something like this. The reason I ask is because Chris asked me to include a short purpose for every call 
so that he can efficiently respond to messages. Can I ask you to help Chris and myself by leaving a very brief message? And then just pause and wait. Pausing should cause the other person to speak. In addition, again, you've used the magic word because, and you've also used one more powerful trigger, you ask for the caller's help. It's unlikely you will still get resistance from a legitimate caller. And if you still get resistance, even after the second request, you can just say the following. Of course, I'll pass your information along. Oh, and just to let you know, without a message, he may not call you back. Occasionally, you might hear someone say, well, this is a private matter. And sometimes salespeople use that just to get by the gatekeeper. But sometimes it's legitimate. Sometimes it really is a private matter. So you can say something like this. If this is a private matter, you may want to use the alternate contact information he provided you, or perhaps just leave a very, very brief message. In this case, you might try something like, if this is a private matter, you may want to use the alternate contact information he provided you, or perhaps just leave a very brief message so that only he will understand it. And the final tip is the obvious tip. You need to deliver the message. It's important to deliver your message in an efficient manner which today means not more than a few hours after the original call. For me, good customer service skills and follow-up questions should help ensure that the messages you receive are useful and can be returned quickly. And finally, keep in mind that if this is a new opportunity worth pursuing or previous client of yours, the caller should be willing to leave a brief message. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. And if you'd like even more success in your life, I invite you to read my latest book, Smart Talk, and listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk, Inspiring Conversations with Exceptional People. Free snacks. That's right. I'm giving you the chance to get some free snacks. So drop the candy bar, drop those potato chips. They're not good for you. Do what I do. Get delicious, wholesome snacks at naturebox.com. Naturebox has hundreds of snacks, and I really mean delicious snacks. Snacks you don't have to feel guilty about eating. Naturebox has hundreds of snacks and really delicious snacks. They've got zero artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, zero grams of trans fat, and no high fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks with no added sugar and without gluten ingredients. So in the afternoon slump, if you're feeling hungry and maybe even a little irritable like I do, grab a peanut butter nom nom or maybe those, I love them, the citrus kick almonds. So good and so much better for you than other snack options out there. And now you have a chance to try NatureBox for free. With a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks, you heard me, five free snacks. To start your free trial, go to naturebox.com slash QDT. That's naturebox.com slash QDT to get a free trial box of delicious snacks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.